Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I am joined by... Uh, hey, this is Vincent Williams. It's all soul. Wednesdays, 8 to 10 on G-Town Radio. Tonight, we are presenting for you our review of 1997's Soul Food by direct writer-director George Tillman, starring Vivica A. Fox, Vanessa Williams, Nia Long, Michael Beach, Jeffrey Sams, and is it Brandon Hammond? Brandon Hammond. Yes. As, um, you know, the other thing I think you mod. messed up. I believe she's Vanessa L. Williams. Remember, she had to change it. She had to change it. Okay. She may because have. Because of the to... other Vanessa Williams. Yes. Who, ironically, was in the television shit series. Yes. As far as I don't the know paycheck. If that's irony or not, but. As far as the paycheck is concerned, she's Vanessa L. Williams. But as far as everyone else is concerned, she is Vanessa Williams. She is Vanessa Williams. Okay. Right. Nothing against. Nothing against Vanessa the, Williams. Vanessa Williams. But this is Vanessa Williams. This is Vanessa. Okay. Before we do that, however. Um, we need to get into a little bit of feedback. All right. Um, and also offer some, um, uh, some of our listeners, maybe a little bit of feedback, you know, maybe want a window into our world. So I will start with you, Vince. How was your Thanksgiving? Not bad. Not bad. You know, saw relatives, uh, yeah, know, hung out, ate turkey, nothing extraordinary, drove around, you know how it is when you deal, you have two families and you mm-hmm. have see different people but you know i love thanksgiving actually my favorite holiday really thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because of the whole family aspect. because of the family because the food and because i love christmas but it's a lot of pressure with christmas okay like you you know i, I get into christmas you know you got to do this you got to see a year without santa claus you got to see the lights you got to go down town and in straw bridges you you, you got to see the light show you you know it's a lot of gotta's Okay. With Christmas. So, I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and yours? all you got to do is got to eat. Got to eat. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I hear you, man. Uh, this was my, fir- my first Thanksgiving, as far as I know, so forgive all of those in my past, as far as I know, that I was presented with homemade stuffing. Okay. I've gone my entire <laughs> life, I can't, not, I couldn't stand the taste, smell, texture, look of stuffing. But this year, Lily Triple, Tawana, she made um, homemade stuffing. Now, to be fair, we had Thanksgiving at our house last year. Okay. And she may have made stuffing then, too. But you didn't eat it. I didn't eat it because Mm. I just wasn't messing with no stuffing. Right, right, right. But this year, she made dinner here. Even though we went out, she still made dinner for the house. And I saw what she used in the stuffing. Okay. And I said, that's for the stuffing? She said, yeah. I said, that might be kind of interesting. Okay. And then I tasted it. Was it a secret ingredient or was it like stuff that goes in stuffing, but you had never just, you just never seen? Well, it's too, it's, it's, it wasn't like cocaine, was it? No, it wasn't cocaine. It wasn't wasn't cocaine. Um, But, but you're not, you're not um, wrong either because it was a lot of the stuff that goes into stuffing that I just wasn't aware of. Okay. But there apparently is a secret ingredient that she uses. Okay. Now, I felt, I mean, I felt hard for this stuff. And I'm like, yo, this stuff is banging. Yes, yes. Like, like most of the time when I've seen people eat stuffing, they're eating it like, you know, picking at it with their fork. But for the most part, they're eating it with the meat or something like that. Right, 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 right. Like, yo, I was taking spoon to the stuffing. I was like going ham on just this stuffing alone. I took a picture of the stuffing. Yes. And put it on to put it on Instagram and Twitter. You did. And I started to text, you know, like, yo, I've never liked stuffing, but like Tawana's stuffing has got right, me right, open. Right, right. She makes it with, give me that phone. Yes. She snatched the phone. Dude. Dude, she she got ninja on me. You apparently have never spoken to a cook slash chef before. You just gonna throw out ingredients like, you know. Well, here's the thing. At the time, I didn't know that this was the secret ingredient. This was the secret ingredient. So as far as I knew, this was, oh, is this 
what stuffing you is. You thought ostrich went into everyone's stuffing. Uh, pretty much. Right. Gotcha. You gotcha, know? Gotcha. But um, doesn't everyone use the plume of, yes. of a cuckoo bear? Exactly. <laughs> in their stuffing? Exactly. But um, the tear of an orphan child <laughs> from the rainforest. <laughs> but um, yeah, so she snatched the phone from me and, I, and it swore me. I'm like, dude, she swore me to secrecy. I can't say. I can't even say what's in there, what's in the stuffing that is usually in stuffing. Right. You should probably stop talking about it. Yeah, because this tape will self destruct. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, I'm glad. I'm glad you've you've enjoyed this. You enjoyed the stuffing. This is a domestic moment. It's a very we're having a domestic moment on here the on the show. show <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. So that was pretty dope. Um, okay, we did put it out to everybody last week. First, first of all, I want to thank everyone that. Um, Listen to our review of Action Jackson. Yes, uh, I actually absolutely actually heard from someone who listened to our show when it streamed live on WPPM. Very nice, LP uh, one hundred six point five. Uh, Delilah Robin of the Delilah Robin radio show. Oh, okay. Uh, listened to our show and said that, oh, I love myself some Action Jackson, and I loved y'all review. Y'all talked a little bit over my head with some of y'all stuff, but I really did. Uh, Really did enjoy it. Okay. So Thank you, Delilah. Really appreciate that. Um, and uh, Jenny, I hope it's, I hope I'm saying this right. Jenny or Janine B, she also said that she loves the podcast. Oh, thank you. Simple put. Jenny or Janine, let yeah. us know. Okay, it is Janine. It is Janine. Okay. Janine B. Thank at, you, Janine. At Real Janine B on Twitter. Okay. Uh, she said that she loves the podcast, gentlemen. Thank you. Oh, that's nice. I feel like I should have on a top hat and a monocle. Got my top hat. Um, she also, Janine B, was one of the people that followed up on our request to send it our a listener request. Oh, okay. What's Janine want, want to watch or want us to watch? Well, let's see here. Janine, Janine B asked for us to watch Straight Out of Brooklyn. From 1991. Straight out of Brooklyn. Very yes. nice. Yeah, yeah. Part of that 90s renaissance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm looking forward That's, to that. That's uh, Matt, Matt Rich. Yes. Right? Yeah, Matt Rich. Yeah. Uh, so she asked for, she asked for straight, out of, um, straight Out of Brooklyn. We're going to be doing that right now. That is scheduled for January 17th. Okay. So All right. We'll be doing that. Matty Rich. Yes. I think it was Maddie Rich. On January 10th, we will be reviewing uh, Digital Gray at Digital Gray. Okay. Requested Coonskin. Coonskin. That is, oh, that's an interesting. That's, uh, that's, 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 uh, oh boy. The cartoonist. That's Bukowski. I know I'm mispronouncing his name. Uh, I will tell you in a second. Yeah, that's the cartoon. Is it? Yeah. Really? I don't even know where we're going to find a print From of Coonskin. 1975. Oh wow, it's a live. It's yeah. a live action and animated. Yeah. Yeah, I knew. I knew it wasn't about Ralph Baskey. Yeah, Ralph. Ralph Baskey. Oh wow. Oh wow! I, I see. That'll I, be fun to hunt. I down. knew it was from from 1975. Yeah. So I, I knew. I, so I knew it was like a black exploitation thing. I have thing, not but. seen Coonskin. In probably twenty some odd years, and even then, it was one of those in the basement. Somebody had a print of it. Really? Yeah. I don't think I'm pretty sure I've never seen the movie. Yeah, so yeah, this will be yeah. Pretty infamous. Yeah, yeah. Infamous, really? Yeah, because you're you're calling it black exploitation, but you know, I think you know because Ralph Bosky is, is white, right? You know, is it exploitation? Is it black exploitation? Is it racist? Is mm, it you know? Okay, yeah. Coonskin from 1975 mm-hmm. about an African American rabbit, fox, and bear who rise to the top of the organized crime racket in Harlem, encountering corrupt law enforcement, con yeah. artists, and uh, mafia. That's a good choice. Yeah, that's that's an interesting choice. Okay, looking forward to that. Yeah, that's cool. All right, I'll be looking for that. Um, and then so that we'll be doing that on January 10th. Okay. All right. And on January the 3rd, um, Daryl Charles, a comedian, local comedian here in oh, Philadelphia. Okay. All right. He will be sitting in with us. Okay, nice. To review his listener request. Which is? 
Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite. It's Dynamite. Very nice. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that too. Like, I'm glad somebody chose Black Dynamite because mm-hmm. it's like, like I wanted to do Black Dynamite, but it's so many other movies. I was like, you can't do Black Dynamite before you do fill in the blank. But right. Very nice. But that's pretty cool. That's and, and then and then and then these these more. are nice. So what was before Coonskin? Would you say first? Well, well, here it is. It's it start in in order in January. So it's going to be January third, right? It's going to be Black Dynamite, right? January tenth is going to be Coonskin. Coonskin. January seventeenth is going to be Straight Out of Brooklyn. Straight Out of Brooklyn. Yeah, this is a nice eclectic mix so far. Very much so. And then on January thirty first, yes, the only because th- this th- is the date that works for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is when the Amalgam Triple or Ariel Johnson, Ariel Johnson, uh, Amalgam Comics and uh, Coffee House will be joining us yes, to she review will. the original Sparkle. The original Sparkle. That's right. Yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. So that's so January. So there actually is one one uh, week that is still open right, for right, the next right, person right. With, with a listener request. Get slotted right in there. All right. So that's pretty dope. Very nice. And and just to you know, since we're going through the calendar, uh, we might as well let people know that uh, coming up next week here on the show mission, we're going to have a very very special guest. We're going to have. Summer Willow Fitch, who was our very special mixologist. Yes, she was. For our uh, live event. Yes. Their screening of Abby. She will also be returning in January. Yes. On uh, January uh, 20th. Okay. For our review of Crush Groove. And yes, Malcolm. yes, your live event. For that live right, event. Right, right, right. Well, on, next week here on the Michelle Mission, she will be joining us in studio. Oh, very nice. To not only, not only will she be we will we be reviewing Mo Better Blues. Oh Park. boy! Yeah, we just like hit your nerve. The the, the guests have gotten the embargo lifted. <laughs> yes, yes, and you know that's part of my Spike Six. Yes, that's actually the first of the Spike Six that we've done. Is that the? F- it is. Yeah, it is. It yeah, right. is. We we obviously didn't do She's Gotta Have It. No. We didn't do um School Days. We didn't do, obviously, Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. Haven't done Jungle Fever. Didn't do Malcolm X. And, and now we're going to do Mo' Better Blues. Now we're going to do Mo' Better Blues next week with Summer Willow Fitch. I'll do the whole song. I was going to keep Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. But not only will she be uh, joining us for the review as a mixologist herself, she is going to be coming up with a couple of Mo Better cocktails. Mo Better cocktails. That will um, not only sweeten the evening for us, but coming up with some Mo Better cocktails that can sweeten your hol- your upcoming holiday right. season. The Mo Better makes it Mo Better. Mo definitely. So um we got all that coming for you all here right. on the show nice. mission. Yeah. Very nice. It's shaping up to be a guy. Yeah. Kind of special. Pretty dope. Okay. Uh, it's time to time to eat. Time to eat. It's it is very appropriate. We start out talking about stuffing because certainly soul food makes you think of food. Yeah. It's good for the soul. This is my family. Y'all try my fish cakes? My plate's full. As you can see, we really had some good times. Rare? This is my sister's baby. Oh, no. No. This is a bliss. But we've had some bad times, too. I was fired for my job today. You don't want to tell a woman that you're black woman, especially a black woman. You ain't got a J-O-B. Sometimes it seems like no one's ever going to speak to each other again. Then Big Mama comes to the rescue. She knows exactly what to do to bring us all back home. Soul food cooking is about cooking from the heart. Fox 2000 Pictures present Vanessa L. Williams, Vivica A. Fox, Neil Long, Michael Beach, Mackay Pfeiffer, and Brandon Hammond in a story about the people who make us strong and the recipe. I just want to say thank you for always supporting me. You, my sister, girl. That makes us a family. I'm 
Ahmad Simmons, diabetic grandmother, Josephine Big Mama Joseph falls into a coma during an operation to amputate her leg. It throws the Joseph family into chaos. Ahmad watches as his mother, Maxine, played by Vivica Fox, and aunts Terry, Vanessa L. Williams, and Tracy, Nia Long, struggle to adjust to the family matriarch's sudden absence, fall into old rivalries, share memories, and work to maintain the longstanding tradition of Sunday family dinners. Soul Food from 1997, written and directed by George Tillman Jr. Created, made with a box office of 7.5 million, uh, a budget of 7.5 million. It grossed 43.7 yeah. million dollars. Spawned a long-running television show. I think. It, yes, uh, ran for like, four years on yeah. uh, Showtime. Yeah, this was the this was the film that kept giving. Very much. It, so. it really was. So this was your film. This was my film. Your selection. This was my film. I I'm a big fan of Soul Food. I'm a big fan the of the movie. The the films right, we're, we're just gonna talk about the film. You know, if I if I talk about the show, I'll say the show. Mm-hmm. But let's assume No, I just made sure you weren't talking no, no, about no. the uh, talking Well about I'm a big the, fan of the show too. No, I just wanted to make sure you weren't talking about I'm a big fan of Soul Food. Like yes, I'm also like a big fried. fan of Soul Food. Right. So you know, it could all three you know gotcha. it's like the film, the series, mm-hmm. the food itself. Yes. But um you know, I think about soul food, and, and it, it's sort of like I have a theory about talents or, or, or art, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I always say, like, there, there are princes and there are Michael Jacksons. Okay. And I think princes are tours and sort of singular talents, and no one really tries to imitate the princes. And if you do, you just look foolish. You do it at your own peril. You do it at your, well, you just look foolish because it's like the singular vision. Right, that that you know you can't really imitate it, mm-hmm. and then you have Michael Jacksons, who kind of have a form that the form itself is is almost utilitarian, and and you get a lot of imitators. Yes, and what you end up having with the imitators, ironically enough, is that it shows you why the Michael Jacksons are the Michael Jacksons. Got so you have all these people who imitate it, but never live up to it. Right. And I think when we talk about films, and, and certainly I think you and I are, are definitely guilty of it, mm-hmm. we are drawn to the princes. You know, we're drawn to the Ava DuVernay's. We're drawn to the Spike Lee's, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. we're drawn to these 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 um, these directors that have this sort of singular vision. Mm-hmm. But then I think you have a film like Soul Food, which people have just keep, people have kept remaking it. Yeah. Like there's like a billion versions of this film where it's a family and it's 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 some siblings and you know it's one sibling who's super bougie, mm-hmm. it's one sibling who's quote unquote down to earth mm-hmm. and it's one sibling that is one like one speeding ticket away from being sketchy. Right. And the three of them and they kind of deal with stuff as some family and it's like you always joke about the 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 scenes with Lon Dancing. Mm-hmm. Like these films, it's always a scene with a dinner. Yep, and it's a whole bunch of soul food, and it's this big table, and it's like food porn, where it's just <laughs> all this food on the <laughs> table. It's so much that it's and, the word that's hit my face. Yeah, and and you know everybody's sitting around a table and they pray. Yeah, yeah. And this is really one of, if not the first film that kind of set up that template. Very true. In '97, mm-hmm. and if it's not the first film, because you know it's you, you know y'all always say you got to hesitate with declare it is because I'm either 1952 Ruby D was in a, in a movie called Supper Time and they had the same thing, mm-hmm. but you know it is certainly the one that in 2017, you know, 20 years later, mm-hmm. this is the film that resonates the most when yeah. we talk about it. Yeah. So I felt like 
we should talk about soul food. You know, we're coming up on a year and, and, you know, sort of the films we've talked about in our first year. And I felt like soul food is a film that kind of falls through the cracks and doesn't necessarily get the big up that it should. Okay. So there's that. And then it's the fact that, you know, I was thinking about it and I have a lot of favorites in this film. As far as this is my favorite Vivica Fox performance. Okay. This is, uh, you know, it's sort of damning it with faint praise because she hasn't done a whole lot of... You know, this is my favorite Vanessa L. Williams performance. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite Mackay Pfeiffer performance. Mm-hmm. Oh, even more than uh, Clockers? It, absolutely. Okay. I think this might be my favorite Nia Long performance. Okay. Like, I love Nia Long's character in this because it goes against the Nia Long type. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, we, we've talked about this with Love Jones, where Nia Long has sort of made a career out of being the sort of every woman mm-hmm. like, you know, your fond girl, like the fond girl that you could see is your girlfriend. And she doesn't play that role in this. No, not at all. So I love that. Um, I'm a big fan of Michael Beach. This is my second favorite Michael Beach performance after. um, What's my film was not No Way Out. One False Move. Okay. The, the the joint with uh, Cinda Williams yeah, yeah, and yeah. um Bill Paxton. Right. So this is my second favorite Michael Beach performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Vanessa Williams' character in this. I love it. You know, I want to spend some time talking about Terry. Like Terry is one of my favorite black characters. Like like just the way it it's sort of put together, and it's just a good solid film. Like it's a good, solid black film that again, you, you you know, you think about like the films that they, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say churn out, but like those, you know, those movies they kind, of, you know, like the TV one films and at this, but like the films that like Essence Atkins is in, yeah, and like yeah. some other guy and it'll come on, and it's like they remake Waiting to Exhale, they remake um, Love Jones to a certain extent, yes, you know the the black rom com, yes they do, and then they remake this, yeah. You, you know, and it's like, you know, sometimes you said it at Christmas, but it's still just soul food. It so, just came out this, this uh, right, right. This year, it's, almost it's like, Christmas. And it's like, oh, well, it's soul food again. Yeah. So, you know, I guess that's my initial. Got you. You, you know, and I'll say this. I, I think um, I think George Tillman is a very non flashy director. Mm-hmm. But there are moments in here that I, I really like the storytelling choices that he makes. Yeah. Like for someone who is, you know, very much, you know, I'm going to tell the story and and he's, he's he seems like a director that gets out the way. Mm-hmm. You know, again, this is not an, a tour. There's not the flush. This is his debut. This is uh this is his debut. And he didn't do a whole lot. Of, he went to production. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah, I he think went to the other side. Yeah, I, th- I think Stay I, further back behind. I, I think Mr. Tillman started making some money. I mean, between Soul Food the series and he produced the Barbershop movies. That's right. I think you know somebody's eating pretty well. So. Oh, he ain't, he ain't hungry. But um, there are still some really interesting storytelling choices I wanted to talk about a little bit too. It's it's interesting that you you did point that out because I felt the same thing that um he's there's nothing flashy about his direction in this movie mm-hmm. yet there's also there's also nothing that screams first time right, nothing that right. screams amateurish mm-hmm. and there there are moments where you can see oh this is actually a skillful hand right in what he's doing in this in the storytelling elements and how he's setting up the scenes and how he's framing certain um certain bits of conversation in this film which is why um one of the things that I think makes this film stand out from all of the other imitators that came in its wake. Because just like you said, um, just like Love Jones begat a whole lot of films in its wake. Just like I think another film that kind of like falls into this. Like I think there's like a, a triumphant of Love Jones, The Best Man, yeah. and Soul Food. I meant to, yeah, I meant to throw The Best Man because that's the, and now you yeah. get your wedding. Exactly. Right. You know, I think I think all of those movies to a degree waiting to to exhale as well. Because you but, got the girlfriends. It's, right. It's for girlfriends who do things. Exactly. But um I think I think 
they all have like their their imitators that, that tried to you know pretenders to the throne that right, came right. after them and Sofu certainly had more than a few I think George Tillman's uh, direction in this film um, is one of the the things that that stands out that keep keeps soul food above the rest. The other thing that I think is uh, just like there's nothing flashy about his direction. There's really nothing flashy about the script. There's no, this right. is not some world bending plot that's going on here. Right. You know right. I mean? Absolutely. Um, however, with that, he does, he, he plays fair with the audience. Um, he, but, Without falling into cliche, I'm thinking pr- primarily of the character. Um, oh, what's the jerk off <laughs> that guy's name? Samuel. Uh, Sa- yeah, Samuel. 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 I knew exactly what you're talking about because he. I mean, yes, he's a jerk. Yes. He's a jerk, and he gets his comeuppance. Yes, but in almost every other film, he's a jerk. That's that is on the outside. It's up to no good. Right, you know, I mean, he's played totally opposite, you know, the the character who he's opposite in this film, which would be Makai Pfeiffer's character in Lem. Uh, he it, he would be into a whole lot of shadiness. Right. In this, he's really just a guy that by you know raised himself by his own bootstraps, but it's just one hundred percent. He's a jerk. Right, right, <laughs> right. Um, and 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 it's as simple as that. No, he's not some the 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 neighborhood drug dealer or anything like that. He's just a just a jerk. I feel like they grew Mel Jackson in a lab. Yeah. To play this role. He he does, man. I am convinced that Mel Jackson's career didn't really go as far as it should have. Because of this. Because people hate him. Because of like this. when you see his face you hate him, and because of this, because of the, because of because he sells it so well. Oh my god! And, and not only does he sell it so well in his acting, but and this is another smart choice from George Tillman. He sells him, especially in the scene where he walks up on Lem at the job. That's that's actually one of the scenes that I'm talking about where George Tillman is directing. Yes, yeah. The close up of his lips mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is one like it. it Every time I see that scene, yeah, man, it is brutal. Yeah, yeah, because I I remember seeing that in the in the movie theaters and like this. Uh, I remember seeing it earlier this afternoon. <laughs> but I'm just saying, and I said, this dude right here. But 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 again, cola. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just something that because you know she's shaped, shaped she like got a that coke body. bottle. And everybody listening to this right now. Who has seen Soul Food? When I said, because she got that, she's shaped like a, a Coke bottle. Everyone sees his lips. That's all you see. That's all, That's you, all see. you see. You see his lips, and you see you see his long fingernails clutching oh. around a cigar. Oh my god! But anyway, yes. But but with that, the dialogue in that scene, it, it's piercing. But there's nothing like it's it's no dialogue that stands out. It's right. the acting and the, and the direction that make that dialogue sell it plus plus Mackay Pfeiffer and his intensity as yeah. well his eyes but but like I say this so because there is nothing flashy about the script but then when you think about it it makes sense that there's nothing flashy about the script because this movie unlike a lot of those other films has a very definitive confident voice that sounds true to where that voice is coming from because the movie is seen through the eyes of Ahmad. Yes. And because it's seen through the eyes of Ahmad, as you you remember that as you're hearing the dialogue, as you're checking out what he's what he's seeing, it 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 rings true in how he's seeing his mom and his de- and his de- Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network, hosted by comedians Jacquees Neal and Edgar Montplacier. Every Wednesday and Friday, these two friends dive into topics ranging from sports, music, to movies, style. They wonder whether or not Donald Glover is a genius or a weirdo. 
they continuously decipher Kanye West's tweets and behavior. They also have recurring segments like Queen of the Week, The List, and Top Fives like Marvel Movies and Video Games. Listen to Culture Kings and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and find out the best way to eat a taco. Oh. What's the best way to eat a taco? It's with your hands? With your hands. Also, with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down. It's like a layer. It's the layer. Right. So that the lettuce doesn't fall off. Can't have falling lettuce. Dad, relate. Because when you think, when he's thinking, see his mom and dad, yeah, they're the strong ones in in this family. He doesn't see any issues between them. Right. But you have to imagine that if you swung the camera around, it was somebody else's point of view. You might have seen seen a little twist on Vivica Fox, um, Maxine, right, and her husband, and Kenny, Kenny's Kenny's yeah. uh, relationship. Not saying there's anything bad about it. No, no, no. But you no. might have seen a little uh, something else. You right, know? right. You might have seen the chinks in that. Right. But you don't because it's shown from their son's point of view. Yes. And. And that was smart, and he never strays away from that at all in the movie. You know right, what I mean? Right, and, right. And I really did appreciate that. And the third thing that sets this film apart from everyone else is because the casting of this movie is like almost pitch perfect. Yes. Nia Long is playing against the type that she usually plays. And because she is playing against that type, when you first see her, you're expecting, oh, this is the Nia Long that we know. Right, right. And then you quickly realize, oh, this is not the this is not this is, Nia, this is this not, not the Nia Long you were looking yeah. for. You know? Vanessa Williams is she I need kills a, it. You know, I need a money. Like, just we'll, let me know when I have my Vanessa. Because we'll know, give you, we'll give you your, your I, moment. I, I adore Vanessa Williams' character in this. But yeah, go ahead. She, yeah, I, I yes. Because because Vanessa Williams, it's all it, oh, it's all in her body. Right. It's all in her body and her in her face because her her lines are they're, they're good, but yeah. she, she keeps running down her di- her resume in the first yeah. thirty minutes of the movie. But she sells it. And Vivica Fox, you are one hundred percent right. This is the best yeah. thing that Vivica Fox ever did. I am not I, like I. I kind of feel it, it's it's funny. I just saw like I just saw real quick like a couple of people um, went out for this role. It was like Vivica Fox, um, Jada Pinkett Smith, Regina Regina King, King. Mm-hmm. and I think Regina King would have been interesting. But both Jada Pinkett Smith and Vivica Fox with me a little bit goes a long way. Gotcha. And so I'm not a huge Vivica Fox fan like mm-hmm. i like her in some things but it really is like vivica fox gets a little too vivica foxy for me yeah real quick yeah but this is perfect yeah she's perfect. perfect in this she's pitch perfect like like you know just like like i i love the way she kind of balances domesticity motherhood sexiness mm-hmm. you know she's fully sexualized yes um kind of kind of attitude like it's just a perfectly calibrated performance yes it from is difficult fox and what i also like is that as she shifts into the the role of mama right right because she's now the matriarch right yeah there is no moment in the in the movie at least to me that screams, oh, now she's made this switch. Right. It's just natural. Yeah. Throughout the entire film. Um, and I think that it says a lot of her performance and, and George Tillman's directing of Absolutely. Her because I, I, I would be very curious um to see how much to learn how much of that is her choice versus what he's, you know, yeah. directing her yeah. towards. There's a scene towards the end where she's walking home with a mod. From, from the, the basketball, basketball game. game, and again, it's like that scene where she's clear. You know, she's his mother, mm-hmm. but she's got that. And I hate, I hate, I, I hate using the word sassy with the black woman because mm-hmm. I feel like it's a very loaded word. Mm-hmm. But she's got that, like enough of that sassiness. Mm-hmm. But she's clearly his mother, 
and their relationship, like you know their relationship. Like this is her oldest child. Mm-hmm. So she has this special relationship with she's clearly his mother, but at the same time she's not an old desexualized you know mama right and you know same with the scene you know there's a scene with with her and kenny which i have to say i appreciated her and kenny more this viewing than i ever had because i I, you know i always thought kenny was just sort of a cipher okay and i kind of still do but i like her and kenny together so it's like, you know, the scene where she's sitting with the newborn and, and Kenny is sort of putting the moves on her and she says, you know, we supposed to wait six weeks. Right. But it's it's just a great scene. And again, I love Vivica Fox mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. I mean, she is uh this movie watching this movie again made me a fan of Vivica Fox all over again. But then I remember why am I not a fan of Vivica Fox? Right, and, right. And remember, unfortunately, that there are some things that I don't, don't a lot of things that I don't like, like her in. But but this, if like this is like this is time capsule, right? Vivica Fox, um, and Vanessa Williams, like you said, has not done a lot of a lot of acting. Yeah, but it's good whenever she is. Right, she right, was right. Really right. great on what was that show? Like um, Ugly Betty. Ugly Betty, yeah, right? She was right. Really I mean, great she's on that. good, but you know. But this, oh, it, it, this is a tour de force oh. for Vanessa Williams. You know, I'm talking about Mel Jackson. They like Vanessa Williams' whole life led to this. Really, like yeah. this is yeah. perfect, yeah. Vanessa Williams. Mm-hmm. So, see, here's the thing, and I've kind of alluded to this before, like when I talk about Anne Marie Johnson. So, you know, I love black stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love black movies and black art. And, and the, 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 the aspect of black stuff that I love the most is black stuff that is directed towards black people. Gotcha. So there's like the language of blackness. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there, there are few aspects of black culture that are blacker than our issues with color and colorism. Gotcha. A, because it's specifically black. B, because we are justifiably ashamed of it. So we don't like to talk about it. Like, like we don't really like to talk around other people about our issues. Yeah, don't, yeah. An actress like Vanessa Williams, and, 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 and you know, I talk about this with Anne Marie Johnson too, in a lot of ways in this context kind of have three strikes against them. They're lighter skinned black women. They're thin Mm. the way they speak they sound like they've been formally educated okay so that when they're cast in things the default is they're going to be the bad guy right you know they're going to be the shrew they're going to be the 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 antagonist all Mm -hmm. of these things and Mm -hmm. certainly terry's character if you had to pick a sister, that's who she is. Right. Like Terry is the bougie one. Like you said, you know, it's an ongoing thing in the script where she talks. I'm the one that graduated from law school. I'm the one that does this. And I think in another actress's hands, hands, it would be clunky. Yep. But I think what I love so much about Vanessa Williams playing of this role and aspects of the script is that they muddy it up a little bit they complicate it first of all i love the fact that maxine actually stole kenny from her yep like this isn't this this isn't a rumor Mm -hmm. this isn't something that that you know they show them talking like i love the choice that george tillman makes to actually show the flashback yeah so that we as the viewer see maxine Mm -hmm. put the moves on kenny as opposed to when Samuel says to Bird, when Bird, you know, Bird says, you know, get get Lim this job, and Samuel says to her, Well, what's in it for me? And then the scene ends. Yeah. And we never actually hear her say to him, like she says to Lim, all I said was we were gonna have dinner together. Right. But Bird has already shown that she lies. Exactly. So we see the flashback. Where Maxine, so that kind of complicates, you know, Maxine and and Kenny and this great love and Terry's just it does, you know, Terry's just a B word and this and the other. So I love that. I love Aunt Terry. Mm -hmm. I love Terry's relationship with Ahmad Mm -hmm. and the the few scenes that they have together, where you know those are her warmest scenes, where she's she's Ahmad's aunt, and you know. To go along with that, you know, and, and we see this in lesser versions of this story, 
she's bougie she's the law school graduate she's a super duper lawyer she's this she's a that she's a part of this family though yes like this is not somebody who doesn't come around or only comes around to do this she comes to dinner every sunday yep she is in a mod's life she actually does pay for everything yeah like they say well why do you always have to say that you pay for everything but she actually pays for everything and then my favorite little detail of terry in this movie terry is the one that calls their uh their gangster cousin blim i know which means that she terry- didn't want to get gully Terry and Blim have a relationship. Right. And she right. tells Blim, no guns. Because yeah. she knows that. So this is somebody who is an organic part of this family. Yeah. So that, and then, you know, the whole thing with, with and you got to do the bleep, because I do think the profanity is important when she says the family fucked my husband. Yeah. Yeah. There is a hurt and a pain there. Yep. That doesn't contradict the bouginess and the haughtiness and lord knows nobody plays haughty like 1997 <laughs> Vanessa Williams like she flashes them blue eyes and she is actually imperious and it is like wow right you want some other stuff right now yeah yeah but there are also these other colors oh, yeah. to her personality and to her character that you know again I think really complicates the you know, well, she's the bougie one. Mm-hmm. She's the, you, you know, the 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 one sort of this, that, and the other. And you know, Miles took five thousand dollars out of their uh, savings account. Miles should have let her know he was taking five thousand dollars out of their savings account, regardless of how much of the money in there was his. He should have said something. Miles did sleep with her cousin. Yeah, like I don't care what she said. I mean, she did sleep with you. So you know, yeah, yeah. Huge, huge fan of this character. Oh yeah, there's um, there's one scene. The dialogue is clunky, but there's the one scene after the whole Miles and Faith thing, and they're at the the anniversary party, right? And she's in the kitchen with Kenny, who was stolen from her yes. from Maxine, and she says to Kenny, "You know, I always wondered, you know, if me and you had got married." And the dialogue. The script is a little clunky, but she sells it because you can legitimately feel and hear the the longing, the what if right in her tone and in her entire body right in that scene and and then the sadness because she 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 says it at in that scene, but in my heart I know I would have messed that up too right. It, it, and, that, and that was uh, and that also gave Kenny his one shining moment in this in this right, movie right. because he's like, wait, and you want to know what he was going to say, right? I, I, and I don't think he was going, and, and I honestly no, don't think no, he was no, going no, to no, like no. like do anything wrong, but it, you you kind of like you almost wanted like a little bit of a, for lack of a better word, resolution of of them. But that's not how life works. Exactly. And that was so perfect. But that's not man. how life and Because again, life moved on because now the realness right. is coming and, into and the like room. And like you said, you have that electric and like I said a moment ago, I'm 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 I I I, I hope Bird said to Samuel, I'll just go to dinner with you. Yeah. I hope so. Right. But it's not in the text. It's not in the text. It doesn't say that. The scene cuts out. And this is a film that, again, you have these moments where, you know, as you said, a lot of it is or, or, you know, I'd say 95 percent of it is from Ahmad's point of view. Mm -hmm. So this is a film that is very deliberate in the way information is told to the viewer. Yeah. Again, they put them they they put Vanessa Williams and where they put Vivica Fox and Kenny in a ridiculous wig. So that we could have an actual flashback. <laughs> Very true. Very so. true. Um, yeah, man. This is, I mean, like even in that scene, just continuing in that, in that scene when everybody comes into the room and, and and Vivica says, you know, like, okay, so we're all here. And when she said that, I immediately flashed to like times when, you know, me and my brothers and sisters get together. Oh. And like we're in the room and it's like, all right, we're all here. And when she said that, I took note of that cast. And for the first time in so many, so many of these movies, like this was here. 
they felt like a family. Yeah. Those three women felt like sisters. Well, they we, felt like husbands. We haven't said it. Sons-in-law. Yeah, we haven't said it, but you know, hopefully it kind of goes without saying. You know somebody like each of these women. Oh yeah. Like like you there you know I'm I'll just speak for me. I have women in my family like each one of these women. Mm-hmm. Aspects of these, you know, some of them have, you know, a bit of this, a bit of that. Um, you know, Kenny like I said, I think Kenny's a bit of a cipher. Uh, Miles is just sort of there. But the dude who is just trying to do right. Lem. Lem. How many limbs do you know? Tons of them, man. So well put together. So authentic. I know, you, you know, and there, you know, people say this all, but, you know, George Tillman said a lot of this is based loosely on, on his, his family. family. Right. But these are people. Yeah, like these are people, mm-hmm. and I think you you know somebody who watched you know I did watch a television show and I, I enjoyed the television show, but it it's sort of amazing. Like like I said going into it, you know I had to make sure to divorce what I thought of the television show from the film. I had to, you know I tried to go in kind of pure okay. with the film, and by the end I was so pleasantly surprised by how much is in the film yeah. that these characters are fully fleshed out. Yeah. So it's just really, I mean, this, I really went into this, like, cause I love, I love the movie when it first came out, when I saw sure. it and, and subsequent, you know, re revisitings. Um, but I was almost certain like there was going to be something like, you know, I'm, this is not going to wear well with me. Right. But from the first note, when this movie comes on and boys, the men comes uh, start singing. Right. I'm like, I'm like, wow, it's like going home again. I can take or leave Irma Hall. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I could take or leave Irma Hall. Like, like that sort of nuance and, and kind of contradiction and complexity that you get with the other characters. It's I'd not, like some there. that. You know, I understand she's sort of playing her position. Mm-hmm. But I like I do remember thinking one of the best decisions that the television show made was to start after her character died. Yeah, because she's pretty one note. Yeah. However, gotta remember the point of view that you're looking at it. Right. You're saying, young, so, young man so thinking you. about his grandmother. Right. 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 That, and that's 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 my, a good point. So you're saying Ahmad's point of view. This is how I think. Okay, I'll take that. Now yeah. I like Irma Hall again. <laughs> And I did also think, you know, I've always kind of go, huh, like the whole kind of, the whole kind of, you know, conceit of the film is soul food and, and this and, and so everything you kind of read about soul food, this is how black people express love mm-hmm. to each other, this, that, mm-hmm. and other. And the film, the film didn't even skirt over it. The film just completely ignored the connection between mama's diabetes <laughs> and the way she eats. <laughs> and he's, he's Big right. Sunday dinners, like at, like at one point, like uh, Maxine says, "Mama, I told you you need to watch what you eat," and she says it one time, and then that's the end of it. And then they back to to hog maws and chitlins and right. and, and and egg pie and and macaroni and cheese and and yeah. you know, and then there's that shot of collard greens where you know they're nice and 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 green and vibrant, but you know, then they cooked them down, yeah, so that all the nutrients left. <laughs> Oh man! And you know, I didn't expect like the the, the movie to turn left and say we got to stop eating soul food now. But it was, here's here's something funny. So, so for my birthday, my um my 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 wife and daughter made me a pecan pie, and they said well, they never made one. They're going to look up a recipe for a pecan pie. Really? And they looked it up, and they found um Pat LaBelle's recipe. But it said it was like crazy. It was like you know skim milk and all, like a whole bunch of crazy ingredients. And we we're like, that doesn't sound like Pat LaBelle's recipe. Mm-hmm. But it was her new recipe because oh, you know Pat because LaBelle, she, got a new book out. she got a new book out where it's like eating healthy. Right, right, right. Don't nobody want that. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna eat it, I'm gonna eat it. But that also means you can't always eat it. Right. So like I like I would have liked one scene with like Terry eating like a salad, like just a salad on Tuesday. Or like, you know, you know, today I'm just gonna do a smoothie because you know Sunday we're gonna eat nine thousand calories. Exactly. I'm gonna eat for the week on Sunday. Right, like just just a real quick I'm gonna have this apple today. Right, I'm gonna have this apple today. You know, show somebody at the gym. 
you know, I got to do this elliptical for 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right, know, because right. I got to keep right. my pressure right. <laughs> so that has always been something. It's like mama's arm was on fire. Like your mother's arm is on fire. Maybe y'all need to pull back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, like maybe some salmon. Can we have salmon for dinner one night? Like Sunday dinner, we'll have salmon and broccoli. Maybe a nice rice pilaf. Like just one Sunday a month. Because mama's arm is on fire. <laughs> and she don't know it. And she don't know it. And she's setting the table. Like, maybe, arm like maybe we need to make some different decisions. At least once a month. I smell an elbow burning. You know, chitlins first Sunday. Fried chicken second Sunday. Fourth Sunday, uh, turkey, smothered turkey wings. Third Sunday, just some salmon. You go get a big piece of salmon from Costco. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's, almost, it's almost time to get out of here. You cracking me up. That um, did bother me a little bit. We didn't, um, we didn't touch on uh, Gina Rivera as Faith. I thought she did a good job. Yeah. I'm, hey, man, cousin Faith. <laughs> I thought she did a good job. In a, in a role that could have really went left. I thought she did a good job with that. And I thought they did a good job building that up. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like I, I know, you know, my, my new thing now. Like, this is my new joint the past three, four films. I like to do the Tom check. Mm-hmm. He didn't sleep with her for an hour. Like, it was an hour plus in before they actually, but they had built it up because so slowly because what it real because what it was it wasn't a romance it right. was just something because it, it, it was real unsexy yeah real, yeah it yeah. was real unsexy and, and, but well played and well 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 done the scene the whole thing hey man michael beach not enough michael beach i, I had enough michael beach in this movie <laughs> I mean, in general. Oh, yeah, okay. I love Michael Beach. Yeah, no, no. He, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she that, that was um, that was well done, and I and I like that because because I even like the the um, the the denouement of that of that sex scene of how she yeah. just slips into the windowsill and yeah, he kind of like kind of walks off. It's like because you, it's the shame. It's the, yeah, it's just shame. It's just on both of them. Yeah, both of their parts. Um, but we got we because we're almost out of time. But we got to touch on the soundtrack of this movie. I mean, yeah. I mean, do we have to, dude? Man, you know, I take or leave '90s baby face C. They had a super group of seven. baby face yeah, after, and, and, seven after seven and Jodeci. Jodeci, right? <laughs> Not feeling it. I would go see After 7 for free. And by free, that means babysitter, dinner. Right. right we right. could be doing something else, but we're sitting here watching After 7. Right. I wouldn't go see Babyface or Jodeci for free. See, now, Jodeci. And I'm on record. Now, man, I would, now, then, now, let me tell you. If you go see Jodeci now, you'll be 100% right. Because <laughs> cigarettes is not, not Casey's friend. Babyface, however. The man can't dance for nothing, but the man does put on a good show. I've seen him twice. He does a good within the last three years. That sort of milk toast. Okay, nineties. I mean, I'm not saying it's the greatest show in the world. R and B esque. Like you know, I got a townhouse. What's different than him than After Seven? He wrote most of After Seven. I I like After Seven. Just that much more than Babyface that I'd <laughs> see him for free. Just, just that much more. Okay, but you know, and that's you know, it's just me. It's just that's you know, me. I'm not a '90s Babyface Mariah Carey Brian McKnighty dude. All right, yeah, yeah, okay. Know, so, all right, but a well received soundtrack, very well received. A big Bo- hit. Bo- Boys to Men, Mama. A b- explosive hit, explosive hit, and loving you is like food for the soul. For the soul, I got a game for you, real quick, before we get out of here. Okay, um, uh, this game I'm calling uh, "When She Was My Girl." Okay, because I contend that Nia Long is, you know, Nia Long is everybody's girlfriend. Yes, in in, in every movie, and I think the reason, like, she is still everybody's movie uh, girlfriend. Because she actually was, she starred in the the TV series of Uncle Buck, and I think yes. that's just because you know, somebody somebody grew up wanted to have Neil Long as, as absolutely as a girlfriend. So, which uh, Neil Long 
coupling had better chemistry to you. Nia Long and Martin Lawrence in Big Mama's House and Big Mama's House 2 or Nia Long and Ice Cube in Are We There Yet? Are We There Yet 2? I'm going to default to Ice Cube just because I've never actually seen all of Big Mama's House and I've not seen one moment of Big Mama's House 2. I unfortunately sat through them this weekend because uh, Tawana is a fan. Yeah. And um, I don't do black men in dresses. <laughs> very definitive. I'm very definitive. I don't do black men in dresses except for the clumps because I'm complicated. And that's a conversation <laughs> for a different day. It is. But but I, I'm pretty definitive. Black man in a dress. Black man in a dress is actually a deal breaker for me. Really? Black black man in a dress in that way where where I'm a I'm sort of ridiculous. Like I'm not talking about somebody who's transgendered or mm-hmm. a transvestite mm-hmm. or is sort of you, you know like one of my favorite documentaries is Paris is burning yep. and everything that goes on with that. Like I'm talking about the the sort of jokey joke, the trope of the black man in the dress. Gotcha. I don't do that. Okay, that's just a personal. So you know, we talk about you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like the slave movies, civil rights movie, they had them skinny ass ties, <laughs> black men in dresses. In general, I don't. Okay, so I've never actually seen Big Mom. So House. you're going to give this to Ice Cube? Yes, because I think they have fantastic chemistry, and I always like to think that Are We There Yet is some parallel universe um, sequel to Boys in the Hood. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Like she went to Spellman, he stayed, and when he had that sort of when he had that sort of that that sort of revelation at the end that either mm-hmm. they don't know, they don't show, or whatever the other word is that Ron was show and know, and he got his life together, right, and start collecting um, sports memorabilia. <laughs> okay, and then he and Nia Long met somewhere else. Okay, and then they got together. All right. So in my head. Are we there yet? Is a sequel to Boys in the to Hood. Boys in the Hood. Okay, I like that. I like that. All right, that's interesting. Only Vince. <laughs> um, so, so would you recommend people see Soul I Food? Very, I, I would absolutely recommend Soul Food. I would say that if you are a fan of this show, and if you are a fan of black film, you actually need to watch Soul Food. Like this is sort of a primary text. Yeah, that you need to know. Yeah. Because so many other films reference this either mm-hmm. directly or indirectly. Like this is, you know, this is like like Shaft or 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 um, you know, again, Waiting to Exhale or like there are some films that are like at the foundation of kind of black film, and I would very much say Soul Food is one of them. Yes, and it's a good film. It's a very good film, yeah. and, and and it's a film that has that has um. Aged very well. It is aged very well. It, it is really still, has. It really is a good film. I think you will enjoy Soul Food from 1997. It's available on Amazon. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you can probably find it at oh, some. It's everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. You know, like your DVD store for like a cheap price. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week with Mo Better Blues with oh, Summer Willow Fitch. I cannot believe we're cracking the spikes because I'm so excited. That'll be big fun. Um, you can check us out. All our past shows are available on MichelleMission.com, uh, as well as on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and every place a good podcast be, as well as on the Black Tribbles Podcast Network. And you can always listen to the Michelle Mission on WPPM LP 106.5 FM in Philadelphia, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. If you want to hit us up, email us at Michelle Mission at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter at Mission Michelle or on Facebook at the Michelle Mission where you can like us and tell a friend. Tell a friend to like us and follow us and leave a ranking on iTunes that helps people find the show. Spread the word of the Michelle Mission. Thank you very much. He's Vince. I'm Len. And parting, we say. We'll see you when it's time to meet again.
Now it's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.